0: Man, what is up, Reckless? How you guys doing? Am I good? Man, it's so good to be back together tonight. Uh, we were talking about this this week. This is the first time that we've been together in the last three weeks. And um, I don't know about you, but I've missed you guys. i missed being in this room. missed just worshiping together and seeing your faces. And so it's, been a, it's already been a good night. So it's good from that respect and the fact that we're all together again, and that's a good thing. But um, as you guys saw from the video, this also is an important night because we get a chance to, to celebrate some amazing things that we watch God do. And uh, before we go on, I want to say a quick welcome to all the parents and family members and people that aren't normally here but are here tonight. So um, if you look around, I'm sure soon you see some unfamiliar faces. So parents and family members, or if you're here just to, to witness what happened, we're glad that you guys are here with us tonight. Um, And so what we want to do, and and Spencer did a great job of of mentioning just a minute ago, is I don't want anybody checking out tonight. Um, What we're going to have a chance to do over the next few minutes is brag on God. And um, this isn't about me, this isn't about any of us as individuals, this is about some amazing God-type things that took place um, over the uh, the last week when we were in, in the country of Nicaragua. And the reason why I don't want anybody to check out, not only just because of us being, being able to pull all of you into it, but mainly because everybody in this room was a part of it. Um, this isn't just isolated to 70 of us that went down there and made an impact. Um, as we're going to talk about in a little bit later, all of us were a part of making this week happen. And so that's why this is a big deal. So as we start off tonight, um, I want to give a, just a quick overview Of some of the things we did, Um, I know one of the the main questions that has been tossed around is why Nicaragua. Um, There's places here in America that we could go to. There's places, you know, other parts of the world that we could go to. What's the significance about the country of Nicaragua? And so, the reason that we have chosen that um, that country, and this has been the case for the last few years. But for those of you guys that don't know, this is a Nicaragua is a third world country and is actually the second poorest country. In the Western Hemisphere, um, and as many of our students and leaders, uh, especially those of us that saw it for the first time, um, it is it is poverty like like many of us have not witnessed before. And so it is you know the two the two biggest needs that people have there in a, outside of the gospel are just food and water, and um, and that was a consistent thing as we went throughout the village that we were with of people just begging for food. I mean we had story after story of people that hadn't eaten in two days or five days or ten days or two weeks or whatever. And, you know, for us, I know my kids get upset if they haven't eaten 20 minutes. And, you know, we get that way sometimes. And here are people that have gone for days without anything to eat, little babies who haven't eaten in in days at a time. And so it is amazing as we have a chance to witness the level of poverty and the depths of the need, things that we often take for granted. Um, most of the country, 80% in fact, of the population lives on less than $2 a day. Um, there are, in terms of the gospel, less than 30% of the country claim to be evangelical Christians. So the biggest reason why we go um, is not just food and water, but to present the gospel. That the need for the gospel is tremendous in that country. And so we get a chance to do that. Now, we have, we've had the privilege of being able to concentrate our efforts on one village in particular, and it's one of the poorest in the entire country, and it's called The Flags. And, um, and this is a, a village that I remember when we, when we pulled in the first day on the buses, and I remember in the bus that I was in hearing an audible gasp from a lot of the students that were on the bus with me that had, were, were seeing what they were seeing for the first time. And, you know, if if you've been up here for a while this year, I mean, we show pictures, we watch videos and that kind of thing. And yet, it's just different when you see it up close and personal. I mean, when you're there and you're witnessing it right before your eyes, it's just different. And it takes your breath away and it's amazing just the the level of of poverty and the depth of need that's in that country. Now, some of the things that we got a chance to do in, uh, in this particular village is um, we got a chance to, to go door-to-door and, and do some evangelism. You'll hear some stories about that in the next few minutes. Uh, there were some construction projects that we got a chance to do. Um, if A lot of you guys that were here last year remembered that we had, we had a chance of building a church uh, there in the village. That wasn't something that, had planned, uh, that we had planned on, but God just opened up that door. And so we had a chance to, this year, to go in and, and add on to that. Um, put in a, a baptismal Um, build a Sunday school classroom, add a a stage onto it. And so that was a great opportunity for our team to do that. Um, There were a ton of kids that were running around everywhere that we got a chance to love on and throw on our backs and shoulders and and do stupid stuff with them and and have a lot of fun in the process. And so uh, for many of our team, especially those of us that that serve in KidQuest every single week, we're used to the craziness and all that. And so that was a a really good thing. And a lot of our students uh, love that. We, um, we had a chance to, we, our team brought approximately 800 hygiene bags with us over the course of the week. And so we had a chance to distribute, we had so many of them that we couldn't even distribute all of them. But we gave out approximately 600, which to, to put it into perspective, what, what exactly is a hygiene bag? It's a small Ziploc bag of a travel size shampoo, conditioner, soap, uh, maybe a toothbrush or some band-aids. I mean, it's something that we look at, and it's not that big of a deal. We have at our fingertips um, all the time. And yet, this is something that they literally uh, were almost fighting each other over because they, they didn't have it. And so um, we had a chance to give every family there that, that were there uh, two hygiene bags. And we gave out s- as many as we were able to, and we still had some left over that they're going to be able to distribute um, in, the, in the weeks to come. Uh, we gave out over 75 Bibles And here was the greatest thing for me and for our team. We we had a chance to witness approximately 15 to 20 kids put their faith and trust in Jesus. Which is awesome. And then we saw 22 men and women come to faith in Jesus over the course of the week. Now here's, here's what I love about this is that last year we saw forty something kids come to faith in Jesus and there were a small percentage of adults we, this year it was, it was just weird how God had planned um, a lot of interaction with adults this year um, we saw a lot more men and women come to faith in Jesus than what we saw last year and so it was incredible to watch as men and women who may have been familiar with the gospel Or may have had their ideas of what it looks like to love Jesus. um, And and maybe had even had their worldview set. And God used our students and our team to come in and to present the gospel in a clear enough way where they said, I got to have that. I need that. And so that was an amazing thing to witness. So it was an incredible week. Um, We have some, um, I had some awards that we were going to give out. But just for sake of time tonight, we're going to push pause on that. Um, but I want to say, and, and this is especially for the, for the parents uh, that are in the room, we are so incredibly proud of every single one of our team members. Um, the students and the leaders that went, um, I've, I've, never seen, I've never seen a team come back more passionate. Um, maybe if, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, uh, maybe to the extent of annoyance that you've, you've seen a lot of pictures and videos and all this kind of stuff of, of our team just going, this has been the most amazing week of my life. And so it is always an amazing trip, people always come back changed, and yet I just get the sense that this year's team is more fired up and more burdened and more passionate than any team that I've seen in the past, and that's an exciting thing. And so they did an amazing job. You're going to ha- have a chance to hear stories of, of some of the incredible things that God did. Um, what we're going to do, we've got three students up here. This is Lauren Davis. <laughs> got a fan club. Logan Rainwater. And then Ethan Williams. And, uh, and these are three students that went on the team with us. And so it's always, you don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from these guys. And so they've got some, some great stories to, uh, to be able to share and how God impacted them. So I'm going to start with Lauren. Um, Tell everybody, what's a story of something that you saw God do over the course of the week?
1: Um, Is it on? Okay. Um, When um, my amazing team was going door-to-door one day, um, we saw this guy, and he was in his, like, house area. um, And he could speak a little bit of English, which really caught us a little off guard. Um, And he was saying, hi, friend. And we were like, "Oh, hola. And um, so we walked over to him, and he had an almost halfway house built, um, and then he let us in, and he went behind that and where he had his like, actual house that he was living in for the time. Um, he explained to us that he was building a house, but for now he was living in the six like stick, trash bag-covered. Um, little shack. And so we were talking to him and um, we asked him, we were like, Do you know Jesus? And he was like, Oh, yes. Like, he was like, Yes. He was very adamant. He was like, I love Jesus. Jesus is the savior of humanity. And we were like, Oh, yeah, that's really good. Just more surprising things. Um, and uh, we asked him, We were like, What do you need? Like, physically, like, what do you need that we can get you? And he goes, um, A Bible. And we were like, Oh, because he could have said, like, more wood for his house or food or clothes, but he says a Bible, and that kind of surprised me, because I was like, you need so much more, but you're asking for a Bible. Um, None of us had one that day, but a few days later, we came back, and we were able to get him one that was a Spanish-English Bible, and so he was very happy about that, and he was like, happy that he could learn more English, and also Spanish, and be able to like, teach everyone else around him in the village um, about Jesus, and um, that really impacted me, because I felt like God used us to get him the Bible, so even after our team left, he could still go around and like preach the gospel, and God could like still move in the village after we've left. Um, That's awesome!
0: So, Very yeah. cool. Now, this is this was your second trip, yes. second time to Nicaragua with us, and. There are a group of you who have been several times, and I'm amazed at just the, like, this, this, is the, this trip means everything to a, to a lot of you. Um, I mean, you know, we see things like you know, calling it home, and, you know, I mean, you can just tell that this is, a, this is a trip that means a lot to you. Why is it that this, this trip has impacted you the way that it has?
1: Um, there's a lot of reasons, many, many, many reasons. Um, but I think one of the main ones is the people, the people down there are so just thankful. And even though they don't have a lot, like here in America, we have a lot. And, um, sometimes we can like let pride get in them, like in the way and like be really judgmental. But down there, they just don't care who you are. You know, you can just walk up to them and they'll be so loving and hug you. And they just accept you. Um, and the kids like they're so happy to see you, and they feel like I feel like they like look up to you, and they just want to be with you. And it's almost like they just accept you like right off the bat. Like even when we we're going door to door, they just let us in, and just always they're like, "Yeah, come on in, you know, come on, come in my house." And us, like if we came knocking on, if somebody came into our door, we'd be like, "Who are you? And why are you, why are you here?" And um, they're just so open, and they don't even have like what we have, so that's why i like going the people are just so like accepting and they just love you so much very cool very cool
0: well there's a yeah give it up for lauren it is it is amazing to watch this this trip and the people uh in the village and in that country just grip the hearts of our of our students so tightly and um and lauren is is definitely one of those that that's happened to now, for Logan, this, this is your first trip, first time to Nicaragua. Talk about some of the things that you saw that may have impacted your view of the world. Maybe going into it, changed your perspective, or maybe has impacted you since you've come back.
2: Um, well, a lot of the times when you're up here, they tell you that the people down there don't have a lot of food or water. And, I mean, yeah, you think about that but it's not really until you get down there and you actually see someone that's like, like just doesn't have anything. Like we actually ran into a man on the next to last day there. We were, um, we were just walking down the street and this guy comes up to us and we were just talking to him. We were just telling him about the gospel and things. And, um, he said that he hadn't eaten in five days and automatically everyone in our group, we all just kind of got together and we reached down our bags. We got whatever we got. Like I had a, protein bar that I just gave the guy that I brought and he just burst into tears like guy just fell apart like he was so thankful over the littlest things and I mean that really changes your perspective on everything because we get hungry we go into our pantry I mean this guy he gets hungry he doesn't have any food I mean that might be the only meal he has for the next week and we were just there and he was so thankful that we were there
0: Now, for, for Logan and Ethan both, uh, I mean, this, again, this is your first time on this trip. And, you know, we've, we've been trying in, in the past years, I mean, the, the dynamic between girls that come and the guys that come is, is very skewed. And, um, and we've, we've been trying hard over the last few years to get more guys involved in this trip. And um, so, Ethan, for, you know, from your standpoint, what was it that made you over the last year say, I've got to be on that trip this year?
3: Well, I was kind of new here, you know, I came um, around like late August and I just, um, my mom told me I should uh, try to go out on the Wednesday service. So I was like, all right, I'll try it out, see you if I like it or not. So I come here, I'll just look around, I'm like, "Wow, well, I don't know anybody. And then I saw a couple of my friends, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just sit with them. Most of the time I just sat there and just listened and just taking the word and just go out on my day, and then just, when you saw the video, um, for last year, it really, like, it just, like, hit me, I was like, wow, I really want to go on this trip, I mean, this really could, like, I don't know, just be awesome, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I just, it just, like, I felt like God was leading me towards going to Nicaragua so I can spread his word and just do amazing things through him, that's, all I intended to do, and it worked.
0: That's awesome. Very cool. Now, <laughs> Ethan, to to kind of follow up on that, what for for maybe specifically to the guys in the room that haven't been a part of this or haven't haven't seen this up close and personal like what you just saw, what would you say to them, um, to to the guys or and, and students in general? What would you say to them um, in terms of their need to be involved in this
3: going forward? I mean, like, just this year, we did, um, I mean, we did a lot of things, but there's still a lot to be done. Just like, if you want to go next year, it'd be awesome. I I encourage you to do it. Just be there, be ready, and spread God's word. Um, But even if you aren't going, like donating to the well and all that, it helps. It really does. I mean, because we had so much, like other stuff we needed, but we, like we didn't have the, like, I don't want to say time, but like we did kind of run out of time too. But yeah, it is really, you need, like, anything you could do to help the trip, it will work. So yeah. Good <laughs> stuff. Uh, hey, give it, give it up for
0: these guys, Lauren, Logan, and Ethan. Now, we, we wanted the opportunity to, uh, to let you hear from as many students as possible. And so you know, there, there are stories of how the three of them have been impacted, and yet um, you know, there are other stories of other students and, and how they've been impacted. And so um, Jeffrey Morris, who put our, our Nicaragua videos together and did a great job, put one together specifically for our students. So, um, so go ahead and check out this video of some other students, and well there are there are story after story after story of uh, of some of the amazing things that God did and um, and so the, the cool thing is in your small groups in just a little bit um, you'll have a chance to um, to hear some of those and um, moms and dads hopefully you've they haven't clammed up on you, but they've, they've shared some of the things that they've seen and some of the ways that God used them, um, and it was an amazing trip. Now, one of the things that is very important for us to communicate tonight is that this, is, this was not a trip that was isolated to 70 people. This was a trip, I mentioned at the beginning, Spencer mentioned it, this was a trip that involved all of us. And here's, here's the reason why uh, we say that. Since the beginning of the, uh, of the school year, we have, every single week, have had this well that has been sitting over here. And if you've been here for any amount of time, um, you know, we talk about it every single week and give you guys an opportunity every week to give to our Nicaragua offering. And, um, and it's one of those things where we've, we've watched as you guys have given sacrificially, you guys have given generously. Um, it's been amazing to watch. How you guys have really owned that. And it hasn't been just two or three people dropping a lot of money. That a lot of you guys every week are going over there and, and dropping money. And it might be a, a little bit of change. It might be a $20 bill. Um, but that's significant. And the reason why we do that every single week is because we talk about the fact that we have an opportunity to give back what is already God's. I mean, God, God owns everything anyway. And yet we get a chance in some small way to give back to God as an act of worship and trust that God's going to use what little bit that we offer to do something extraordinary in, in the country of Nicaragua. And so we've, we've done that all year long. And what we said was that, hey, when our team goes in February, we're going to take every, every dollar that you guys have given and we're going to use that to help people that are there. And so you guys... We, we actually went down there last week with almost $2,200 that you guys had given that we were, we were able to take down there. And this isn't an opportunity to brag on any of us about how much money we put in or any of that kind of stuff. This is an opportunity for us to say we were faithful and gave as God led us to give, and God used it to do unbelievable things in people's lives. And so the, the cool thing about this is that we went down there not not with any set agenda, not with any plan of how we were going to use the money. We, we just called it Bless Money. And we've been talking about bless and living on mission and looking for opportunities to serve other people. And this was a, a great opportunity for us to put that into practice um, on the trip. And so we just took an envelope full of, of money and said, God, we're just trusting you to open up doors and give us opportunities for us to bless people that need it. And so there were some... In really incredible things that took place, and so I want you guys to go ahead and take a look at at this video of how the money was used to bless people in the country. Man, if that does not get you fired up, how amazing is that? That God used us in that way. And, um, and again, this, this is something for all of us. All of us were part of that. If you gave 50 cents or a dollar in there all year long, you were a part of making life change happen. You were a part of blessing people with things that they desperately needed that so often we take for granted. And, um, and it is amazing the fact that God gives us the privilege and allows us to be a part of stuff like that, of blessing people and meeting people's needs for his glory. And so I, I want to I personally thank all of you guys that have given all year long, um, especially those of you guys that have given generously and sacrificially and, and maybe even in a lot of cases at the expense of yourself, that God was glorified through that and God used what little we had to offer to do incredibly, exceedingly abundantly more than we, we may have even thought when we went over there. And so, man, um, that's, that's incredible, the fact that we got to do that. Um, now, that being said, uh, the work isn't done. And um, for, for every, you know, the hundred families that we were able to, to bless and minister to, there are hundreds of other families that are, their situation is still desperate. Um, for, you know, the, those families that we were able to provide food bags for. There are still hundreds of other families who don't know where their next meal is coming from. And, um, and it's an opportunity for us to continue to be involved. And, and I, I feel very strongly that God has, has called us there, that God has called us to that village. And, um, and so there's two things I w- want to make sure that, that we communicate um, in, in terms of this. That the work is not finished and so what that means is for us, for the rest of the year, we're going to continue to take up our offering. Um, we're going to continue to give you guys an opportunity every single week to give and, um, and to allow God to use that. And we're already looking ahead for other needs that we can meet for the people that are over there. Um, number two, God willing, we're going to be going back very soon. And, um, and maybe sooner than, than some of you may think. Um, but the, the plan is, you know, if, if God allows us, that we're going to go back. And um, and the, what we'd love to see is for a lot of you, a lot more of you guys, to jump on board with us. Um, there's, you know, let's let's make it a logistical nightmare for the people down there, or for the organization in terms of where we're going to sleep and all that. Um, I would love to take a hundred of us down there next year. I would love to take as many of us that that we can possibly take down there, because there is still work to be done. God's still going to use us to do um, incredible things in the lives of the people that are there. And so what I would challenge you guys to do over the um, over the weeks and months to come is just to pray and ask if if um, a future trip that God, God wants you to be a part of that. I mean, God calls all of us to go and um, and so the opportunity is always there and so um, I would I would love for as many of you as we can possibly take to jump in with us next year and, um, and let's continue the work that God's, that God's allowed us to do over there. As, um, as we close tonight, I, w- I want to I wanna be able to share just something that I think is, is really significant um, and challenge all of us for just a minute. And I think it's, it's applicable to not just our team, but for everybody. There was a, um, a theme that seemed to be consistent when our team was down there um, last week. And, um, and something that constantly kept coming back up, and that's the issue of faith. Uh, and, and more specifically, the, um, the need for us to allow God to stretch us in the area of our faith, to put us in situations where we have no other option but to trust him. And so that was a, a, a significant thing that we talked a lot about as a, as a team before we left and even while we were there, because... You know, you're talking about a third world country with people that don't speak your language, um, with needs that you're seeing that people have that you don't really feel that you can't really relate to because those aren't the needs that you have um, in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, you're, you're stepping out of your comfort zone in a lot of ways. I mean, there, there are so many different aspects to that trip that, that it, can, it, can, it can cause a lot of anxiety, and, um, and plus, we're asking our team to do a lot of things that maybe they hadn't ever done before. And so, it's a, it's a, it was a challenge for a, a lot of us. And so, the, um, the challenge was, are we going to allow God to, to stretch our faith? Um, is this something that we're going to shrink back and just sort of play it safe and be comfortable? Or are we going to allow God to just push us out there where we, we literally have to trust Him for the words, for the power, for the strength for everything that he wants us to do. And um, it's, it's very similar to a story that was in Matthew chapter uh, 14. And, um, and it's a story that quite honestly a lot of us are familiar, familiar with. Um, it's the story of, of how Jesus walked on the water. And um, it's a story actually that, that our, one of our um, VBS teams did with the, uh, with the kids when we were over there. But a, a lot of us know the story. Jesus has just, done, has just finished feeding 5,000 people, and the, the crowd has left, and Jesus sends the disciples across the lake on a boat, and then he retreats off by himself to spend time alone. And in verse 24, here's what it says. It says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified, and in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, then tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat, and he walked on the water toward Jesus. So, the disciples are in the midst of a heavy storm, and the waves are crazy, and they are fearful for their lives. And these are not people that had never been in a boat before. These are, in a lot of cases, experienced fishermen who had probably been in in similar situations before. And yet, they're they're in a place where they are fearful for their lives. And then Jesus shows up, and Jesus, not only does he show up, but he tries to comfort them and say, Hey, it's cool, I'm here, you have nothing to fear. And and then he calls Peter to something significant. He calls Peter to something that might have seemed overwhelming. He calls Peter to something that was impossible for Peter to complete on his own. He tells Peter to come out to him and to walk on the water. And Peter probably had every right to look at the waves and the storm and the craziness and look at even the comfort of the boat and i'm sure probably even though it's not written in the story must have had the thoughts of what what am i about to do this is crazy why would i go out on the water and yet peter is willing to put his full faith and trust in jesus and he steps out of the boat and when jesus when peter steps out on the boat he does something that he never would have been able to do on his own he walks on the water When we were over in Nicaragua last week, I watched our team get out of the boat and live with radical faith that Jesus could do anything through them. And again, we had, could have had every right to look at you know, the, the third world country issue and all the things that, that God was calling us to and even maybe look at the comfort of, man, I'll, just, I'll shrink back and do my own thing and do what I know I can do. But I watched time and time again as students and leaders were willing to allow God to pull them out into the deep where they had no choice but to fully trust him. And when they were willing to do that, God showed up. God didn't leave them flailing out there and leave them high and dry. God showed up and God did more incredible things than any of us ever could have accomplished by ourselves. God did some amazing things. God worked through every single one of our team members. And it was because we were willing to allow God to pull us out to a place where we had to trust Him. And I guess as, as, we, uh, as we close up tonight, the, the application or the challenge to kind of pull all of us into this thing is God desires to, to put us consistently in situations where we have no other option but to trust Him. There are so many times in our life where it is easy to to shrink back and to be comfortable and to play it safe. And yet God is constantly calling us out into the depths of the water where we say, God, I'm trusting you. And it's in those moments where we're willing, even in the midst of our fear or our anxiety or our uh, our worry about the unknown or what's going to take place, for us to be willing to step out that God shows up. And what I think is important for, for our team that went, but also for everybody to, to be able to make sure that we, we understand tonight, is that what happened in Nicaragua is not an anomaly. What happened in our team and through our team is not an exception. Some of the things that we watch God do are some of the things that God desires to do every single day as we walk down the halls of our school or as we are in our homes. Some of the things that we watch God do and the way that we love people, God is calling us to love people the same way here. The faith that we showed in Nicaragua, God is calling us to, to display that same amount of faith and trust every single day. And I know the challenge for a lot of us is to go, man, I can't wait for that trip next year, or I can't wait for Rush, or I can't wait for... And we look for these peaks... These, these mountaintop experiences, and yet God is saying, look, every single day, if you will trust me, if you will allow me to work and move in your life, I will do incredible things that will stretch your faith and that will, that will blow your mind. But as long as you play it safe, as long as you stay comfortable, you'll miss out on the things that I want to do. You'll miss out on watching me stretch your faith and you being blown away at some of the things that I can accomplish in and through your life. In a, a great book that I would encourage all of you guys to read, um, by, a guy by the name of John Orberg, if you want to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat. Here's what he says about that story and about us. He says, I believe that there are many good reasons to get out of the boat. But there is one that trumps them all. The water is where Jesus is. The water may be dark, wet, and dangerous, but Jesus is not in the boat. The main reason Peter got out of the boat is that he wanted to be where Jesus was. And because Peter did this, both he and his friends came to a deeper understanding of their master than ever before. They came to see more than ever that they could place their destinies in his hands with confidence. I think for all of us as we, as we close tonight, the challenge is are we willing to allow God to pull us out into those situations and into those moments where we have no other option but to trust Him? If we want to see God show up like He showed up in Nicaragua, faith is not optional, faith is essential. We've got to be willing to put our full faith and trust in Jesus and to step out of the boat and to go where Jesus is calling us to go. And so as we close tonight, I guess the question that that I think all of us need to ask ourselves is what is it going to take for us to allow God to pull us out of the boat and put us in situations where we fully trust Him? As as, As long as we're more committed to staying in the boat and being comfortable and playing it safe and minimizing the risks, we might experience a happy life, but it's going to be lacking the power of God in our lives. But if we're willing to to risk it all every single day and saying, God, would you stretch my faith? God, would you call me to stuff that I can never accomplish on my own? God, I'm willing to, to step out even though I don't understand what's going to be next, God, I'm willing to put my full faith and trust in you. I am willing to live with radical faith because I believe that you can accomplish more in me and through me than I could ever accomplish if I stay put where I'm at. And if we're willing to do that, we'll start to see God do those same things in and around us here. We won't have to go to a third world country to to witness those things. We'll watch as God does them all around us. If we were a ministry that lived with radical faith believing that God could do anything in us and through us, we would watch God do some unbelievable things. But we gotta get out of the boat. We gotta be willing to put our faith and trust in Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, we love you. God, we thank you so much. For all of the amazing stories, all the things that you did, all the ways that you showed up. God, there is no way that we would be stupid enough to take any credit for ourselves. God, we're blown away that you would use us the way that you did. God, we thank you for the life change. We thank you for the privilege that we had of being able to bless people with with food, with water, with um, housing issues. With just plastic wrap and things like that. God, we thank you for all the life change that took place. God, we thank you for the people that walked from death to life, and they did it because you used us. Seventy people from Atlanta, Georgia showed up and told them that you loved them and that you died for them. God, I thank you for all the people, all the students that gave over the course of this year to our Nicaragua offering. And God, how you showed us that you can take what little we offer Even though it's much to us, God, it's little to you, but you can take that and you can do far more than we could ever do ourselves. God, I pray that we would be willing every single day to live with radical faith in who you are. God, I pray that we would watch as you use us to bring about life change in other people, to change other people's lives. God, I pray that you would use us to accomplish more than we could accomplish ourselves. God, give us the faith to trust you, the faith to believe, the faith to step out of the boat and to live radically in pursuit of you. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.